Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I, I never voted in my life, but I vote for Obama. Why you vote for him? Because he black. Like, yeah. that's me. <laughs> just, just with, uh, I, I haven't voted. I don't vote. That's a different discussion for a different day. But yeah, mean- that, 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 that was me with Black Panther. As, as long as it's free, I can say whatever the, whatever the hell I like, which is that messy cancellates Maradona's boots. So, all right, let's 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 start. This is the Talking Tactics Podcast, episode ninety-one. What's going on, guys? My name is Daniel. It's your boy Double H. Half to the hope, half 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 to the hope. Lionel Messi is the goat because he scored against a guy who wants to go to Real Madrid and against a team who are fifth. Thank you. We do this every Tuesday. If you want to follow us on Twitter, just look up Talking Tactics. Find our logo. Click follow. Uh, that would be much appreciated. Instagram, same deal. Facebook, it's a bit more convoluted and complicated, but you can find us on SoundCloud. Actually, if you go to SoundCloud, all of our links are on our SoundCloud page. So uh, that could be easy. So soundcloud.com forward slash talking tactics. Follow us there and you'll see all the links. Uh, leave an Apple podcast review. If leaving reviews is your thing, there's a link in the description, the easiest possible way to do that. If you feel like doing it, please do one. If it's five stars, we'll read it on the show. Next week, due to kind of scheduling and just something we've had for a while, we're going to be releasing our Talking Tactics special. It's called Coup de Tete, the story of Zinedine Zidane in the World Cup. So you're not going to get the Talking Tactics like you're getting now. It's not going to be like have hope me and Carl just vibing, riffing riffing for an hour, but it's just a, a dope project that we put together, and I think you guys are going to like it. So Carl calls it a, a radio documentary. I think that's what he called it. I, I, I like podumentary. You know what I call it. What do you call good, it? Good shit. Yeah, man. It's it's good. It's good, actually. I mean, I, I, I kind of want to put, like, the outtakes of Carl trying to read. <laughs> or what? Or, or what Carl yeah. can't read. No, 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 no. It's it's uh, like I don't lie. Basically, it's basically for all of that facade that he he puts up like he's an intellectual. He basically can't read. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like a, one of our guests, Emanuele Giulianelli, like a very, very complicated Italian name. And Carl just <laughs> it was just funny trying to hear him pronounce this name that he's never seen, never heard before. So there's like at least that's probably like five minutes of outtakes of him trying to pronounce this guy's name. It takes a while to get it down. But no, nah, Carl did fantastic, and he was patient enough with me because I, I wanted to get it right. But yeah, that was cool. In fact, I was trying to get Paul on the podcast today, but he's not feeling well. So if you listen to this, Paul, get well, and hopefully we can have you on uh, in the future. I reached out to a, other, to a few other people, but people were in meetings or couldn't make it or whatever the case may be. But so it's just us, the old school duo. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so next week, you guys are in for a treat, so. You know, word of mouth is kind of the best way to that podcast and these kinds of things spread. So, you know, share talking tactics with a friend. Spread the wings, man. Spread the wings. Put your mom on it. Put your grandma on it. Put your friend on it. Put your ex on it as well. Your ex who was who was caught in that strip joint after hours. Put her onto this and trust me, we'll do wonders. It's works for before. Who knows? Uh <laughs> I don't know what to say. But anyway, uh it was an FA Cup weekend. Um, normally after FA Cup weekends, we do a mailbag episode. What? There's going to be there's this FA Cup weekend and the semifinal and then the final. So maybe there'll be two more or one more mailbag episode this season. But yeah, before we get to your guys' questions, and there are a few ones, a few football ones, a few non-related football questions, uh, Have Hope has topics that he wants to discuss. <laughs> so um, I, I, I am going to give you the floor. I think you've already given us a taste, but... Uh, Okay, so basically, it's two two things. First thing is, I think people need need to get off Mourinho's case. And I think his press conference has to be one of the greatest press conferences of all time. <laughs> and how he defended himself, how can he say anything against him? And if you say anything against him, then you're simply just being a, a hater. People don't understand this. Football needs Mourinho. Football without 
Mourinho is extremely still and boring because everybody, most people in football are extremely boring with nothing to say. Mourinho brings box office, he brings edginess, he brings controversy, he brings shaz into it. So I believe that, and I've said it before, like you, 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 United, post, United, they're no longer a, a, a big club. They're no longer a, a big club, I'm sorry. They may be a big club franchise-wise, but as far as like trying to win the Champions League, no, they're, they're not a Champions League standard. So post-Ferguson, they've been on a downward spiral. And I've, and look, empires rise and fall. I mean, last I checked, are, are there any Roman warriors? Is King Claudius telling me what to do to, to, and how to dress and how to take a bath? No. So, sorry, man. Um, times change. And for United, I'm sorry, you're just going through a moment where, 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 where empires and crumbles. So you believe in his kind of, uh, what, what do he call it? Football heritage. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is football heritage. <laughs> you want the real? I show you real. I show you. You, you want more more facts? <laughs> Dale, yeah, yeah. And the the journalist was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he kept going for another ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because obviously journalists can't go into press conferences. I want to write this story. I'm going to ask the manager about this, and hopefully he'll give me a quote that helps me get what my editor wants or what I want to write. So this journalist obviously had a question that he wanted to ask, like something different. But <laughs> Marina was like, nah, I'm here to say what I want to say, not what you want me to say. So the journalist was like, no, 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 no. I want to move on. And obviously it's like time sensitive. Like you, you're not going to have the manager sit there for 40 minutes um, in, in that particular section of the interview. <laughs> and he knew <laughs> Marino had the stats. <laughs> Like guys, do you know how he, he came in there with an essay? <laughs> he actually like because like, I'm gonna say no. This this is genius. Was looking down. We are blessed. Yeah, man. he was like they finished seventh, sixth, fifth, and fourth. So how is he insulting or bringing down his team, saying that they're so much worse than this? Like he's just stating facts. So he was in, he was insulting his own team to make a point, which is not what you're supposed to do. I don't think. Like he was just talking out of his ass, man. He was just he was just doing it for a, for a laugh. It's for a laugh. He was just mad. He was mad and heated. But this this messy goats thing has to stop. Pause. Pause. Okay. Um, you call him the greatest club footballer of all time. Yes. So if someone calls him the greatest of all time, how does that make you upset? So you don't know the difference between greatest of all time and greatest club player of all time. There's a big difference there. I don't think so. Not in many people's minds, I wouldn't say. If what you do on the club level is great and you do it over the course of 10 years, 12 years, 14 years, and Messi's, Messi's what, 30? No, no. Greatest is an overall achievement. For me, the closest thing to greatness, you may say, is Maradona. But what he did for Argentina and for Napoli. So what is your argument? Let's let's kind of establish this because I kind of know it already. But for people who aren't aware, what is annoying you and how what, what is your response? You know, for me, I think people are too eager to give people this um, label of greatness. How can a dude be, be great when he disappeared in the 2014 semifinal, 2014 final of the World Cup? How can a dude be great where you were given two opportunities back to back to win the Cup of America and you weren't able to do it? How can he be called great? And the greatness for me is through adversity. Sorry, it's not hard to win the Champions League with Barcelona. It isn't. Doesn't mean doesn't take away from what Messi is, but I'm sorry for Messi, if it's easy. So if it's easy, why the hell should I be calling you great? Greatness is you did it under duress. What Zidane did in 2006 was greatness. What Ronaldo did in 2002 was greatness. What Maradona did with Napoli and that and those Argentine part-times in 86 was greatness. Your definition of greatness handicaps it into moments so like what Zidane did in 06 like he came back from retirement he beat what Spain Portugal Brazil not in that order obviously and then almost won at the end which you guys will get to hear next week so the, he, that that was a legendary moment like that what he did was quote greatness right mm -hmm. then you have Pele scoring goals when he was like 17, then scoring in like five World Cups later or whatever it was, like that's greatness, right? But those are greatness defined by legendary moments or great moments. 
I think when people call Messi great, it's more the consistency to do it like week by week, game by game, goal by goal. The the consistent goal scoring output, the consistent top level performances, the consistent ability to dictate a game against any opponent at at least on club level is, is that is in its way, in its own way, greatness. No, sorry. That's consistency. But no, 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 no. I mean, there, there, there have been consistent players that have played. Like Gareth Berry has been consistent. He has the most Premier League appearances of all time, most yellow cards. He's consistent at what he does, but he's not. You wouldn't say Gareth Berry is great. Consistency doesn't equal greatness. It's consistency with the level of performance that Messi has displayed since 2005, 2006. Like. That's greatness in in its in its own way. It's greatness. You you want you 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 want greatness in moments, whereas other people look at greatness as the complete body of work. We should all agree that greatness should be on moments of adversity. I don't I don't think so. so. I don't want to all agree to to disagree thing. Now I want to say to people that if you're consistent over 15, 20 years for one club that is Barcelona. That is one of the biggest clubs in the world. I'm sorry, that can't be seen as great. Greatness is like what Ali did against Foreman, where Ali, you had no business beating George Foreman. Statistically, you had no business beating him. And they were coming out of not fighting for, for ages, so the odds were stacked against you, but you came through adversity. Okay, okay, okay. Would you call Floyd Mayweather great? You see, no. I wouldn't. <laughs> See, this this is your argument. See, no, you, no, 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 I'm, no, no, I'm, no, 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 half hope. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, okay, just yeah. real quick. I oh, put Mayweather in the same category as Messi, and I put like and an Ali in the same category as like a Ronaldo or a Maradona, in the sense of why. For in in my opinion, Mayweather is probably the best boxer I've seen technically. But he will not be remembered in the same way as like an Ali. And he didn't really make the same impact. I think for someone like a Messi, of course, based on the what, what he's done statistically and for so many years, he will still be, be remembered as, as one of the, the most um, greats in club-wise. But the thing about this is that those moments make you who you are. If you take the rumble in the jungle away or you take what he, he did um, with the whole Vietnam thing, Ali would just be seen as, yeah, he was a very, very good heavyweight boxer. But because nah, of the Vietnam, nah, nah. for Maradona for 1986, when really West Germany was the better team. West Germany, West, West Germany, remember, that was the West Germany with Rumenega, Vola, and, and so forth in 86. And that's where you saw them win in 1986. They were supposed to win. So you came, it was a, I need that against the odds, man. When has Messi ever triumphed against the odds? Tell me. Please tell me. Just name me, just name me one time he's triumphed against the odds. You see, you're asking the wrong person. I don't watch enough Barcelona to know. <laughs> but I'm sure if we had a Barcelona guy on, they would know. Um, but no, no, watch this, watch this. And, and and this is why I brought up Floyd, or just boxing, a boxing analogy. Now, obviously, boxing is an individual sport. Football is a team sport. So there are different parallels in that dimension. But from what I understand about your argument, in your mind, it seems as if you would put what Buster Douglas did to Mike Tyson on a level of greatness that Floyd Mayweather has never accomplished. And to that point, I understand and I kind of agree. Like, Buster Douglas has a greater moment. He's done. He's achieved something greater in boxing than Floyd Mayweather has in that he beat the most unbeatable fighter up until that point that I think many people had seen. And Buster Douglas in, I think it was in Japan, Knocked him out. Greatest, one of the greatest upsets ever in the history of of sports, let alone boxing. Right? Floyd Mayweather doesn't have that moment on his on his CV. He doesn't. But what he does have is consistent greatness, consistent greatness, and that's that in and of itself. I think you have to give a level of credence. It has to it has to amount for something. You can't just say, "Oh, you don't have that moment, so you can't be great." There are different ways to be great, as you outlined. Like Muhammad Ali is great in the ring. But he's also great outside of it with with what he did with the Vietnam War, et cetera, et cetera, like civil rights. The list goes on. You don't there isn't just one way to be great. 
And you putting Messi, he has to do X, Y, Z to be great. He's proven he's great in his own way. And there's still an opportunity for him to do it your way in that a World Cup is coming, a Copa America is coming. Like you have the moment to prove it. And like you said, I can't remember a great Messi moment in a moment of adversity, but he's so good that how often do those moments of adversity come? Same with Floyd. You're not going to hit him. Like you can think of maybe two moments in his career, like one against Mosley, and I think against Corley, where he just got rocked and he showed his greatness in those moments in order to come back from adversity. But he's, he was so good over the course of his career that there aren't that many moments for him to show it. Like he's so great normally that you're not going to get him in a moment of adversity because he's that fucking good. Or was that good? You understand what I'm saying? Like it's it's almost like you have to be lesser to have a moment of adversity to then get out of. No, no, so look, I see where you're coming from, and your argument is the same as many other people's arguments. But my whole I thing, see where you're coming from too, and I understand it. I just think that it No, 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 I think it just rubs it just it just makes it just rubs me the wrong way when I just see all these tweets about greatest of all time after what he did against a team who are fit. That is added on to what he's done previously. It it wasn't he performed against Chelsea, now he's great. It was this is confirmation of what we already knew and know. Is that he's great, and this and this was him showing it, but but for you it's like well yeah he's good, but when have you done it in a critical moment? When has the clock been? Oh, I, I don't I, I wouldn't want to use a basketball analogy, but like when have you had the the Jordan against Utah ninety eight steal the ball from Carl Malone hit the game winner win your sixth championship hold up the six foot like Messi doesn't have that moment, but what he does have is. Goals in Champions League finals, goals that that have won La Liga against Real Madrid, and you know, classicals. Like he has performances on big stages, but but what you're doing is relegating. Oh, he plays for Barcelona, so it's not that easy. Uh, I mean, I can I see the argument, but there's a bunch of players who have played for Barcelona that haven't done half of what Messi's done. You see what I'm saying? It, it can't just be, oh, you play for Barcelona, you won a Champions League. Like, no, if you take Messi out of Barcelona, are they winning Champions Leagues? Um, well, maybe with with drug use, maybe. But... <laughs> it's, not, it's not that simple. Like, Neymar and Suarez can win you a Champions League, right? Hmm. Neymar, Suarez, Messi is probably is definitely going to win you a Champions League, at least in 2015. So we've had this, we've been doing this podcast way too long now you need moments in the biggest competition in your mind which is the world cup and until messi does it there he's not you haven't even given him horseman status because one of the things is you gotta win oh, no 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 way world no, cup no. medal like, <laughs> the very least give me a world cup medal because if he gets a world cup medal like the horseman like, without a world cup winners medal no way <laughs> no way yeah, but see that that goes to the greatness in moments rather than right. greatness in a career or over the length of a career, which I think is there are two different ways of looking at it. So it is kind of agree to disagree, but that is kind of cheesy, and I don't like it. But <laughs> you're not going to change people's minds, and nobody's going to change your mind. So you're just going to have to wait until he wins a World Cup or retires without one, and then you'll always have, but he never won the World Cup in your back pocket. Um, so let's go with mailbag questions, bro. Let's start with this one, Niger boy. Um, AJ Cool 16 asks, who is Nigeria's best player currently? I'd say Ndidi is our most consistent player, not Moses, and would have hope ever put Ian Nacho and Iwobi in the Brick Academy. Um, the answer to the last question is no, because I'm biased. <laughs> and um, Moses is Nigeria's most talented player, but the, Nigeria's best player now is Ndidi. Okay. So I mean, I, I look Vincent Nyama. If you want to come back, you're free to come back. By the way, I saw him on uh, on Twitter doing like workout stuff. Please come back. That's all I say. Please, thank you. It's gotta happen. He's like your best keeper. It'll be his like last World Cup. Is he? Is he still with Leo? I think so. Yeah, I think so. That's not going well. Um, so Nigerian players aren't eligible for Brick Academy unless your name's he with no name. Your Kubu. <laughs> <laughs> the group chat pick. <laughs> oh, no, I have no idea who you're on the Yo, yo, whoever put Half Hope's head on Yakubu 
in, uh, against South Korea. Wait, 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 Get back to us, yo. Wait, who is Yabe Akubu? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know who you're talking about. So I don't know what you're laughing. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Pac Mouse asks if Salah breaks Shearer's record and rips it up at the World Cup, does he deserve a Ballon d'Or nomination? Yes. Yeah. Of- <laughs> <laughs> who cares, man? The Ballon d'Or is some crap that people use to call people goats. Crappy, useless, irrelevant trophy. That, that, that doesn't mean crap to me. Instead of a Ballon d'Or, go, 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 go in a World Cup. That was a, that's, that's a joker, Christina. This, this kind of sparks a question, though. I remember Jamie... was it, No, it wasn't Jamie Carragher. Who was it? Steven Gerrard. They asked... And we didn't talk about this, but though we probably should have. They asked Steven Gerrard is... Mohamed Salah, the best African player to play in the Premier League. It's a ridiculous question that shouldn't have even been asked. But who would, what would you call it? The the host of the show asked Steven Gerrard the question. He paused for a few seconds. And you can see in his mind he couldn't think of anyone. I'm sure the only player that came in his mind was Duf. And he was like, nah. <laughs> and then he was like, well, I can't think of anyone else. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think he might be. And, you know, people rightly calls him stupid and look at this idiot like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, is Salah on pace to be the best African player that's played in the Premier League if he can keep this up? No, that's the thing. We can never know. It's it's one season. It's definitely it's it's definitely one of the best seasons for an African player for for for, for sure. But you you can't see you can't even make the statements on so you have to do it over multiple seasons. Like for me the best African player in the Premier League, it has to be probably be Drogba, based on his consistency. Because yeah, Turi did. Wait, and, well, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, what do you mean consistency means you're the best? <laughs> but did I say greatest? Did I say greatest? I, said, yeah, greatest. I know, I know, I know. Whatever. It's it's a different argument. It's a different argument. But Drogba's won the Premier League four times. Um, in 2010, I think he scored. He scored 29 goals in the 2010 season. And that was with the Africa Cup of Nations that took him out of maybe three, four Premier League games. So, I mean, if you give him those four games, maybe he breaks the record. I think the record's thirty-one or thirty-two, which mm-hmm. might be the which might be the Shearer thing. Do you see, you see the issue that we have with the Twitter generation. Everything is so short-sighted. Is that okay? He scores four goals in a game, and he's he's that's it. Best African player ever. Is it the best African player that we've ever? like? Relax. Let the season finish, or wait, let him play for three seasons and just look back and say, hmm, how well has he done over three seasons? Because what if he has something, what if he, he, he scores like three goals next season and is a complete break next season? We need a body of work. And, and Egypt should, should, should basically fake an injury for, for, for him so that he's fit for the World Cup. If there is a World Cup, because Putin, you know. <laughs> wait, and look, let's, let's, let's put this slide because look, I don't, I don't want to mess with Putin, so please. S-M-U-P-A-M-B, he asks, let's keep it real. Very real, extremely real. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is Sergio Ramos one of the most overrated defenders at the moment? Sorry, Carl, in parentheses. Can't judge center backs on goals. I was having a debate with someone, and I was saying that you can't put Sergio Ramos in the same category as like a Nesta. And as I said, Ramos is way better than Danesta. And I was like, so you're pretty much judging a defender because he scores goals. I said, who is the best defender? Not who is the best goal-scoring defender. It's like, who is the best de- de- defender? And like, people don't really know how to decipher between the, the two. And the fact of the matter is that none of the defenders today will ever be in a category of best defenders ever. Like, the best defenders... Like basically the early 2000s, I'd say, so you're looking at Cannavaro, you're looking at Nesta, you're looking at Desai, you're looking at Yapstam, are you looking at De Boer? These are some of the best. As for defending, Ramos is not in that category. Okay, he isn't. It, it depends. Like, what are, what are people calling Ramos the best of one of the best of all time? Yeah. Or are they saying he's the best of this generation? No, no, no. People, that was my argument on Twitter. People were saying, like, yo, he's. Is he's better than Nesta, or he's he's in the same category as Nesta, Desi, and and so forth? Why can't you put him in the same category? And if you're putting him in the same category as the greats, you're overrating him. Because well, I mean, to be fair, on resume, I That's could see how some people could be like he's great or he's good. But when you look at his actual defending, 
I don't think he's in that class of the Desailles, Nestas, Maldinis, Berezis. Like, nah, he's not that. But it, but in terms of defenders in this generation, who? This other generation, I mean, you have him, you have Chiellini. Boateng, Hummels, like, he's uh, he's football. he's on that level or better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, but all time, like, no, nah, that's just jumping out of a window. Like, because, I mean, defenders right now, there are no defenders now who I would call one of the best of all. Like, I would say Lam. For me, I've always said, like, Lam is the best right back of all time, you know. So, well, that's, mm-hmm. like, a right back, you know. But as far Ash- as... Sen- is, is, is Ashley Cole still playing? I have no idea, man. I don't care. But he's the best left back of all time. <laughs> He might be playing in, like, uh, MLS or something like that. But yeah, like no, J- John Terry still playing. He might be like in the like. Obviously, we don't really like John Terry on this podcast, but he he's in the conversation. I would say it's just like defending intelligence oh, yeah. of where to be. Could play the ball a little bit, left footed, right footed. Like John Terry's up there. Um, but yeah, this this generation doesn't have the defenders of old, which is just a byproduct of of how the game's gone. If you want to talk about pure defending, like being able to tackle, being in the right position, not really what you do on the ball or on set pieces, uh, which might be more Ramos's fame to claim. But in this generation, he's up there, especially when you look at the resume. Like, he's won this, that, this, that. Wow. Like, he's won everything. So he's good. But he's not GOAT status. The Champions League draw came out, and Art Amadeus asked, which teams are the favorites from each quarterfinal tie in the Champions League? So we have... I mean, it's a decent draw if you're looking forward to the semifinal, but it's kind of dead in the meantime. Who did Sevilla got Bayern? Yep. Roma. Barcelona. And then you have City, Liverpool, and Juventus, Real Madrid. If we're gonna work, th- if we're gonna work our way up here, I guess we could start with Sevilla Bayern. How do you see that playing out? Anything other than a Bayern win? <laughs> no, 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 no. Sevilla will cause some issues, but Bayern should see that see it through with a, with a few little scares here and there. Yeah, I feel like that's 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 a straightforward tie. Roma Barcelona, um, lubrication probably <laughs> fairly straightforward there. Now we now we get into the interesting ones. Um, I feel like the all English one is a bit more interesting, so we'll save it. But let me ask you on that though. Like, are you a fan of an all Premier League thing? this early or at all in the Champions League. I do like the tie, but I do get what people's criticisms are. If if it could be avoided altogether, I would prefer it. Because we've seen we've seen two top, two legs essentially of City Liverpool. It's gonna be high scoring. It's gonna be very entertaining. The away goal maybe makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, you know, given that it's at Anfield first and City second. But if, if we if you could avoid two teams from the same league playing against each other do it but then how do you avoid what was do you you remember when english teams were always in the semis (laughs) i mean (laughs) we had chelsea man united right and then the next season should have been chelsea man united and apparently they avoided it by doing some underhanded things and that chelsea barcelona tie but like i feel like it's it's all set up to where you have two different countries represented in the final that didn't happen with atletico real madrid Bayern dortmund I want to know how to do the percentages. I'm sure if you made it to where you guys could never meet if you're in the same league, what happens if you have Atletico, Barcelona, and Real Madrid as three sem- semifinalists? Then what? Then you break the rule? Because mm. two of them would have to play against each other. So it's just unavoidable, especially when you have a, a league like the Premier League or La Liga that's fairly top-heavy, and they get five teams, four teams. I think it's I think it's unavoidable. So would I prefer it? Yes. Is that plausible? No. But anyway, what's the tie? Juventus Real Madrid. Kind of interesting. I read something of where I don't know, I don't know how true this is. Um, Real have never beaten Juventus in a knockout tie in the Champions League. How often have they played? Or did it not say? Yeah, it, it didn't say. But I think maybe about three, four times in the past, I don't know, fifteen years or so. So, so. not that often. Well, basically, Juventus have a better chance of beating Real over two legs than in a, in a final. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Nobody wants to meet Real Madrid in the final. But, no, over, so, but, but over two legs, like, we'll take that. So if you want to stop Real from winning these three times in a row, don't make them get... Real Madrid won't lose in the final. Mm-hmm. If you want to stop them from winning this whole thing, you've got to 
beat them either now or in the semis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to take them out now. <laughs> and I, I think Juventus have a decent chance. And if you could, if you consider it, if they take out PSG, if they take out Juventus, it's going to be either Bayern, City, or Barcelona, you, we would think. And then you have to play Bayern, City, uh, Barcelona in a final. This is tough for Real Madrid. Like, if they win this, this is one of the toughest runs in Champions League history. No, but I told you, in a final, man, my, my money's on Real Madrid in a final. Barcelona or Bayern would, would, would beat them in a, in, in a semi over two legs for sure. You can't let them get to the final is the whole point here. Do I think Juventus is going to beat them? No. To cut a long story short, I do not think that's going to happen. But it could, which is the good part. Liverpool City. I think it's more close. I think it's closer than people think. Although City have the edge. People forget if it was eleven v eleven, who knows how that game at the Etihad could have gone? Not five nil. <laughs> not not five nil for sure. I think no, no. It can definitely like if this was second leg Anfield, Liverpool would have a great chance. But second leg Etihad makes it a bit more trickier. I don't know. I I, I think if they can win at Anfield. I think City will be really scared of... No, think, 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 think. The away goal makes this more interesting than a Premier League match. If City play ultra-possession football and leave space for Mane, Salah, and Firmino in behind away, they're going to score at least twice. And you can't give up two away goals. So that makes it interesting. I like that the second leg's at City because it would give, in theory, Liverpool at some way to get back in the tie if they're down or if if they're up, it gives them a clear counter-attacking opportunity because City are going to have to score. For Juventus, I think they're in a better scenario because I think the Juventus would much rather have the second leg at the Benabé because I think it just depends what kind of team you are like. For Real Madrid, they're a kind of team where they would want the second leg away because they're just better away from home and they're more likely to score an away goal. Or someone like, for a team like Liverpool who are so much better at Anfield, you you want that second leg at Anfield, so you you want to say like okay, whatever result that we get at Etihad, we can come back at Anfield and really override anything. Uh, yeah, I, I I see that. Like maybe like the 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 crowd gets into it, you get referee decisions, and who knows what could happen if you need a result. I get that. I get that. Um, where are we gonna go now? Best coaches in the world at doing the best with what they're given, whether that be little talent or little funds. Wait, 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 wait. Does it mean today or, or overall? I think you might mean of all time, but I, we could limit it to today if we wanted. Just just basically coaches who can turn water into wine. Ferguson and Mourinho for all time. And no, like, no, 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 no. Mourinho, no. FC Porto. <laughs> FC Porto. So one team. He was able to do it with one team. I think your Ferguson argument is way better. Champions League with, with them. That's, that's enough. Come on, man. FC Porto. Greece won a, a Euro. We're we gonna call this coach like one of the best. But it's Mourinho, though. Come on. <laughs> exactly. You just put Mourinho because you love Mourinho. Ferguson for sure. I mean, I got, but I, I can't think of a better example than Ferguson. I, I'm, I'm thinking like people like Allardyce or just these coaches who never get relegated. There must be something to that where you can take any team and just make them defensively resolute, and they can collect oh, points oh, and never go down. Oh, this is very underrated for sure. And he has a 100% England record, which is... <laughs> Who was it? Was it Slovenia that they beat? Slovakia? One of those. So, like, managers like that who don't get relegated, I feel like they're in the conversation some way, somehow, because um, they don't have the funds or the talent, necessarily speaking, although Everton are a little bit talented. So is our answer Ferguson? I mean, that's a bit... I he, had talent. he had talent and he had money. At least, well, maybe not to start in that way. Yeah, I remember. So starting, he, he was almost sacked. He was almost sacked to begin with. So, but also it says best coaches, and Ferguson wasn't exactly a coach, was he? He was more just like a manager, a great delegator. Um, <laughs> why do people ask us these things? I'm, I'm gonna say it anyway. All right, this is from Neville M. He asks, "Is Lukaku better than Drogba now?" And if not, how soon will he become better? What's, what's, what's this guy's name? His name is at Neville M. 
I can't dignify that question with, with an answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is Lukaku better than Drogba now? You know what? Actually, if we, if we want to flush this question out, Lukaku's how old? 24? Let's just ask Siri. How old is Romelu Lukaku? Because there's, there's an argument to be had. According to my sources, Romelu Lukaku is 24 years old. So that would be Drogba at Ginkamp? Because I think he was 25 when he went to Marseille. And then he was 26 when he went to Chelsea. So do you know what? At 24, Romelu Lukaku is a better striker than DDA Drogba. But... In the next two years, if he's not able to win his team or get his team to a final in a European competition or win his team a league, then no. And will he ever be better than Drogba? No. Drogba did way too much post-26. Let's let's be real. Lukaku's never sniffing. (laughs) And and Drogba was far more technically sound. He's a better hold-up player, a better leader. Better dancer. You know what? Finishing, Lukaku might be a better finisher, but I don't know if that's a product of him being left-footed or just being a better finisher. Because <laughs> I think he surprises goalkeepers sometimes with where he decides to put shots. Like Drogba, Drogba know. was nice. Drogba was nice, but Lukaku has he can finish. Like let's not make a mistake. Like he I, he almost has thirty goals in all competitions this season. So and and people were like, oh, can he do it with a big club? Like kind of, yeah. But I, I tried to justify your question in my head, but it's really a nonsense, isn't it? Uh, all right. We have three more that you guys asked us. Two of these are NBA-related, so let's talk basketball. Theo Mosby, or Theo Caesar Mosby, with recent injuries, is there any chance the Warriors won't win the NBA Finals again? What do you think LeBron's postseason decision will be? If the Warriors make the final, they 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 win the minutes again. I just don't trust the the Rockets, who are the only team who can pretty much stop them. I think the the Rockets can give them a good series. I think the Thunder have a chance, but I just think the the Warriors are ultimately too much. Houston's basketball. I want to see how it works in the postseason, where the game slows down. You're not going to get as many open threes. People are able to make adjustments over seven games. Like it's not going to be this free flowing seven seconds or less basketball. Like, that's not going to be a thing. And what do I think LeBron's postseason decision will be? You know what? I think it would be advantageous for him to stay in Cleveland. But, you know, L.A. seems to have a good thing going. Um, the Lakers, anyway, not the Clippers. You know, him on the on the 76ers would be interesting. Like, give them a veteran leader with Embiid, this, wait, with that's Simmons. That's a possibility? Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, I can understand him going to... The Lakers, but why would he go, want to go to the 76ers? Why? They have Embiid, they have Simmons, they have the Markel Fultz kid. I mean, they have a good young team who can, you would think, develop into being able to carry him rather than him carrying all of Cleveland for the past decade almost, at least when he wasn't in Miami. So, like, I feel like the Embiid-Simmons project could evolve into, like, LeBron's our leader but we're the better players in the next two, three years um, when LeBron starts slowing down. So that could be intriguing. But if you go to L.A., you have Lonzo, you have um, – what's the kid from Duke? Brandon Ingram. Um, hmm. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Julius Randle or not. But And obviously, LeBron wants to be like the next mogul, the next MJ, the next Jordan. So maybe going to L.A. is far more advantageous than living yeah, for, in Philly. For, for the brand, man, for the brand. Yeah. What was this one? Which NBA teams do y'all support? And do the Celtics, Raptors, and Rockets have any chance against Cleveland and Golden State in the playoffs? I guess we can answer the second one first. Do the, the Raptors can beat the, the the Cavs in seven games. The Celtics. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Nah. I think they can beat them. Like, DeRozan's having them. a great I, season. I don't think they have the mentality to, to do it in seven games now. DeRozan's having a great season. Lowry's having a decent season. Yeah, no, bat- they, having they, a good they, night, but when it comes down to it and it comes to those, those moments, <laughs> they're not great in those moments, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, Celtics, is Hayward going to come back? I haven't done much research into this, 
I probably should have with Gordon Hayward, which is another wing, another scorer that can get. I mean, but what I'm hearing is that he may not. That's they don't want to risk him for the postseason. Like he's still touch and go, but it's looking less likely that they'll actually play him in. So, so yeah, that's. I, I don't know if they can beat the Cavs over seven games. I don't even know if they can beat the Raptors. Really, the the Celtics. So we'll see how that goes. So no, I, I think Cleveland is going to come out of the East, like I said, and I think I think I have hope and I have. The Rockets can beat the the Warriors, but I think Golden State would have to be missing one of their key four: mm. Draymond, Kevin, uh, Clay, or Steph. Like one of those would have to be missing, and then the Rockets would have to play extremely good basketball to beat them in six or seven games. Um, but if the if the Warriors are full strength, then nah, <laughs> it's gonna be Cleveland and Golden State again. And which NBA teams do y'all support? I don't support any team outright. Um, when, when, when I was a kid, I had a decision to make. Um, I was a, I am still, regrettably, because college sports is, is a racket. And uh, it's terrible, and nobody should really watch it. But I watch it still because I'm, I'm programmed. <laughs> uh, I'm a North Carolina Tar Heel fan ever since I lived in Canada, actually. Once I figured out Michael Jordan went to North Carolina, well, that's my team. Little did I know one day I'd move to North Carolina and I lived there for a period of time. But, yeah, so I'm a North Carolina fan. And when I was a kid, our two best players were Vince Carter and Anton Jameson. Um, Anton Jameson was better than Vince Carter in college. Um, and they both got drafted um, in the nineteen in the 98 drafts. Uh, Vince got drafted to the Warriors. And Jameson got drafted to the Raptors. And then they were traded for each other. So I had a decision to make because Carter then went to the Raptors and Jameson went to the Warriors. And this wasn't the good Golden State Warriors either. This was like the trash Warriors with the weird logo. And it, it wasn't today's Warriors. Like there was a reason they had like the third or fourth pick. Um, so I could either go with Jameson, who was my Carolina boy to the Warriors, or Carter, who was my Carolina boy to the Raptors. And me being Canadian, I was like, well, I think I'm going to go with Vince and I'm going to go to the Raptors. So Vince Carter became my favorite player. He's still my favorite player till today. Uh, when he retires, I don't know what I'm going to do with my favorite player thing. But, uh, yeah, I was a Raptors fan until he left. Then I was a Jersey, a New Jersey Nets fan until he left. Um, and then he went to the Magic, and I just decided, like, I'm not going to jump around with Vince. And, like, that's going to be my favorite team now. Kind of like what people do with LeBron. Like, when LeBron was in Cleveland – People's favorite team was Cleveland. Then he went to Miami. Their favorite team was Miami. Then he went back to Cleveland. Now people are back with Cleveland. Like, I didn't feel like jumping around like a fourth time. So my favorite player is Vince Carter. I somewhat root for the Kings now, but they're trash. Um, So I just enjoy basketball to enjoy basketball. I don't have the same attachment to an NBA team as I might do Chelsea, for example. That would be my answer. So basically for, for me... From watching basketball in the nineties, my favorite player was um <laughs> wait, wait, what? Everything is about the nineties. Okay, when I was watching basketball in the sixteen hundreds, <laughs> um I was basketball in the sixteen hundreds, my my favorite player was um Penny Hardaway. Hey, uh, okay because I just used to just basically uh, I was obsessed with three points shooting, so I just I was more drawn to three point shooters than anyone. And because Penny Hardaway was, was my favorite player. I decided that Magic were my team. So since then, even if Magic are completely crap now, they're completely trash, the Orlando Magic have always been my um, NBA team. So mm. so you're loyal in that way. You stuck with the Magic. Yeah. Did you see that Hardaway became the coach of his uh, his college team today? Uh, oh, today? To, oh, no. Yeah, he, he went to – they called it Memphis State at the time. Oh, but, okay. uh, yeah, he's now the, the coach of his alma mater. So, yeah, cool. And, and right. they would have, what's it called? And they were they were close. They could have won that. They, I think it was in '95 when it was him and Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they came to close the to winning the whole thing. But what? No. So how did how did that work when you were how whatever age you were? I'm not gonna say. It. Um. Hmm. So you so you had your favorite team against the greatest basketball player your country's ever produced in Hakeem. How did that work? I mean, to be honest, like I was too young to really be fully aware of what was happening. But I think okay. everyone in Nigeria knew about Olajuwon. But I think because he changed his nationality to, um, to American, we sort of felt a way about him. So obviously he was still in the newspaper because it was a big thing having a Nigerian win it in, in the NBA. But I think because he didn't really ingratiate himself to Nigeria that much, people didn't really feel 
as if he that they, they should be as supportive of, 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 of him as they should. So, kind of like Zidane and France and Algeria, which you guys will get to hear next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a weak segue, but I tried. Anyway, uh, we have one more question. Uh, another another non football question. Who do you think will die in Infinity War, if anyone at all? Now, I, I have to warn you, just because I talked about Black Panther, that does not mean I know anything about Marvel movies. <laughs> I watched it only because it was Black Panther. You know how people voted for Obama because he was black? That's the same thing with me and Black Panther, okay? <laughs> so don't don't get it confused. I don't know anything well, about so, college. So have you watched any MCU movie in the cinema? In in a theater? No, only Black Panther. I've never been to a theater to watch a comic book movie other than Black Panther. I told you, 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 you know, you know. So, how so people... That's why it's made so much more money, you know. People I'm like me, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you, who exactly. have only just seen this. I don't know that. That's... It's it's almost like you. Know, I've, I never voted in my life, but I vote for Obama. Why you vote for him? Because he black. Like yeah. that's me. <laughs> just just with uh, I, I haven't voted. I don't vote. That's a different discussion for a different day, but yeah, mean, that, that 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 was me with Black Panther. So I'm, I I wish Carl was here because he seems very clued in about these things. But I'm I'm, I'm assuming you are too. So who's gonna die in Infinity War? Um, or or whoa, 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 wait, is, is is this like a spoiler alert? Like no, 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 because this no, okay. this is just theories, not some small. small. Okay. Um, I'll tell you who's definitely not dying. Iron Man is definitely not not dying because he's the most loved within the MCUs and so forth. Scarlett Johansson isn't dying. Black Widow because of the Me Too movement. Um, <laughs> Thor isn't dying because I think he may be crucial to the story and the whole Thanos thing. So that's why I think that for Captain America, there's definitely a strong possibility. Or Vision. Or Hawkeye. So I think Hawkeye, Vision, and Captain America are the three most likely to catch it. And maybe, and they've got, and also they've, they've maybe they've got to take out one of the the blacks, like either War Machine or Falcon. So you can't have both blacks to survive in the whole thing. So, and speaking of which, you know, my 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 brother, he made a very good point because in the Infinity War, what for there's a point where, like War Machine and Falcon, they're like part of this troop with Captain America, and they go to Wakanda to see see Black Panther and people. So imagine if you're Falcon and War Machine, and you say, wait a minute, we are just sidekicks to Iron Man and Captain America. And these guys are kings and royalty in this place. The thing that's, man, something really went wrong in our lives, you know, so. I have no, I don't know what you're talking about or who you're talking about, bro. Okay. <laughs> He's like War Machine, Falcon. Oh, what, what, is War Machine Terrence Howard? Uh, no, or, or Don Cheadle? Oh, yeah, you know, it was War Machine was Terrence Howard in the first Iron Man film. And because of contract stuff, he was then replaced by um, Don Cheeto. I've seen memes, so I have yeah. a I have a general idea. Like it's hard to avoid, but I don't know who Falcon is. So who who plays Falcon? Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Oh, okay. I I know, I know the actor. I know the actor. Yeah. Interesting. So there's there's three: Don Cheeto, Chadwick Boseman, and Anthony Mackie. Yeah, but I think but like Mackie and. Chido, they're pretty much sidekicks. Oh, so, okay. Um, thingy, like pretty much, they're, they're like butlers, you know. So, <laughs> but like Chadwick Boseman is like he's like Black Panther and everything like that. So it's um, yeah. Okay, so there, all of these people are going to Wakanda and they're gonna fight in Wakanda. Well, that's what the the trailer shows, man. That says there's gonna be a, a big showdown in Wakanda. So basically, a lot of those Dora Malaje women, they're gonna mm. die. Those rhinos that we saw, they're gonna die. Uh, pro- probably uh, get out Daniel Kaluuya. He's probably gonna die. I don't uh, think he's in it. Oh, he's not in it. Damn. Yeah, I think the only guys in it are like Chadwick Boseman, Denai Gurira, and um... Lapita. Is Lapita in it? You can't kill Lapita. If they kill Lapita, I'm I'm not watching Black Panther two. Right? No, <laughs> no, I I don't think she she she's, she's in it. Though, okay, so. so she's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so so this this I I I don't know if I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer. I didn't watch the trailer on YouTube. I saw a commercial for it. So that big thing is the is the thing you guys were talking about in the black in the Black Panther review we did. Thanos, Thanos. Yeah, Thanos. yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah, yeah. So that yeah. big thing is the the guy who's going to just come wreck everything. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that, I mean that that that's huge, dude. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, like he's like he's the base. He's the, he's the main evil body who just wants to like, destroy the universe. I might end up watching it, but I feel like a, a hypocrite in that way. Like I don't read the comics, so who, who cares? Do you know how many people are going to watch this film that have not read a single comic in their life? You know how bad I felt. Like I I read the ton of Hussey Coates, like mm. the first two or three, mm. um, just to kind of understand who the what the characters were for Black Panther, but I never mm. finished it. So I did feel like a kind of hypocrite because there were people nah, in nah, there who, no, who you you, you could tell like super into comic books. It's it's almost like people who only watch the World Cup. Hmm. Like I don't watch club I don't watch club football. I only watch the World Cup because the United States is in it, because England's in it. Oh no no like, no but, but, but remember like this is like I think for films it's it's different because a lot of these films they're not religiously borrowing from comic books, they're just really adapting. Mm. But for football to really understand football fully, you really need to understand holistically how everything is about. That's why Guys really, really watch the World Cup. They just do this because it's like the cool thing to be in. So, or it's so, it's, it's more nationalism. Like I yeah. represent Nigeria, so I'm gonna watch Nigeria do da 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 in the World Cup. I don't even care about football. I just want my country to do well. But you don't care about the actual sport. Like you're not keeping up to date, which is kind of how I feel. But I understand what you're saying. So that was the end of the questions. You got anything coming out soon on YouTube or? I mean, yeah. I mean, look, man. I'm just, you know, just working on a few videos at the moment. That's all. Like, I just, I have like my new iMac now. I'm trying to, you know, hey, fancy, fancy. Hmm? You fancy? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm <laughs> trying to take things to the next 4K level, man. 4K, 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 man. So yeah, man. If you need some, uh, if you need some Mac tips, just shout me out. Yeah, no trouble. Yeah, because like my cousin has been guiding me through the. You know, I've never owned a Mac ever in my life. How do you, do you like it? It's interesting. I mean, I'm still because you know when you're so used to Windows, you're like, yeah. damn it, where's where's the control button? Control Alt to de- de- delete. Why doesn't Control C work? Why doesn't Control S work? You know, where are my shift buttons and this whole? I mean, well, I mean, well, I mean, what the fuck is this command button and stuff? Well, no, so, com- com- yeah. com- command is Control, and Option is Alt, basically. So what is Control then? I have no idea what control is now. Yeah, now because because I, I see control, option, command. I'm like, what the? F-? Yeah, yeah. Com- c- command is like control. It's it's weird. I know, yeah. but it's it's a weird thing to to adjust to. Oh no, but, no, but you- as, as what everyone has said is like you know, Max are just they're lots more stable. And yeah, yeah, it's it's like the the market share is of PC and Mac. Mac has such a small percentage of the market share, although they market it like they have a bigger one. Mm. that people who write viruses and things like that, there's no point. Like people don't even pretend. And it's so secure. Like the, the, the way they make it, like some of the programs won't even work. So there's no point, but yeah, man, if you have any tips, just, just let me know. Or if you need anything, just let me know. And uh, I'll try to help as best I can. So. This is the talking tactics podcast. It's a bit out there, but this is a mailbag episode. So I, I feel like people who listen to us after FA Cup weekends, you almost really like the podcast. So we could talk about anything, and, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it to some degree. So, so, but yeah, so, so so this Zidane ep is dropping next. Yeah, week. next week. Next week, we're not gonna. We won't have to record. We won't have to be in here. So. Well, yeah, well, I, th- I think my, yeah, Nigeria are playing Poland on Friday. I think. Do you, do you do you know who your friendly games are? Just Poland and who else? I can't. I can't remember the other one. I can't remember. I know. I know. I know. There's a. Yeah, I, can't remember, I know it's Poland, but I can't remember what, what the other one is. So. Hopefully, hopefully Moses finds some form, man. He's not been playing that well. Yo, quickly, uh, recommended reads. I was going to wrap it up, but I forgot. Carl left one recommended reads about a team in the Turkish League. I don't know how to pronounce their name. It, it's very confusing. I'm going to look it up here on my phone, and I'm going to embarrass myself by trying to pronounce it. Um, it's an interesting story. I dug more into it, Carl. And uh, apparently this team, it's called Basakir, Basashakir, Basakshir, maybe Basakshir. You you know how in the Turkish league there's, you have the the Istanbul clubs of Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, and Besiktas. Mm. This is like a fourth team that was created in 1990. That's Mm -hmm. slowly, they're second place in the Super League in, in Turkey. And they're becoming one of the bigger Turkish powers 
and they have Adebayo on their team. They have Arteran on loan. They have Gael Clichy. There's like a bunch of of players who are former Premier League or former Turkey stars or whatever, and they're in and they're now on that team. And it's almost like, hey, this is a cool story of what can happen if you blend superstar names from the Premier League or superstar names just from general European, uh, notable European clubs. If you take like superstars from those or former superstars, and then you blend them with young Turkish talent, then this team's doing well. But I dug more into it. And apparently, President Erdogan, if I'm pronouncing his name right, hopefully, Tayyip Erdogan, this is it's like a state-funded football team. So basically, they have like shirt deals, sponsorships, etc. The money they're getting, allegedly, is from the Turkish state. So a lot of people have problems with them because it's like it's financial doping in a way, but it's also like they're using the funds of Turkey to fuel this football club. So there, there was I, I read in the comment section and a little bit more that this team, there's just like a law in Turkey, or at least a, a stipulation that says for tax purposes or whatever, just for uh, transparency, we're, su- we're supposed to know how much each player's each player makes, how much they were bought for, whether there were loan fees, et cetera, this and that. Nobody hmm. knows what Adebayor is getting paid a week. Nobody well, knows what Arda Turan's being paid or Gal Clichy's being paid because this team is under some sort of weird government protection, or I don't know how to say it, but they're being protected and run in a in a sense by the Turkish government, which, as we know, is slightly problematic in not even slightly, it's problematic in, in many ways. And I was reading that even fans of, I think it's Fenerbahce and Besiktas, they have a super rivalry with Galatasaray. Um, and all those teams in, in Istanbul do. But they would prefer that Galatasaray won the league than this this uh, state-funded team whose name I just forgot to pronounce or just forgot Bishakti. the pronunciation. Bishaktir, yeah. They would rather their rivals that they've had for years and years and years win than this new team just come to the Super League and win because it's almost like President Erdogan winning himself. And, you know, there are enough people in Turkey who are against him. Wasn't there a coup within yeah. the past couple of years? Um, no, and, 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 and then he basically sends all those army guys to prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it, it's an interesting story. Um, so shout out to Carl. I'll put the recommended read in there. You, you have to read more into it because apparently a lot of people in the comments um, who seem Turkish because they have like the correct spelling and vocabulary or whatever. They weren't exactly thrilled with how the article presented the team. So, yeah, it's interesting. I'll put it in the in the, in the description there. Um, heroes and villains, just quickly. Um, my hero of the week is going to be Mitchie Bashuai. <laughs> my guy, Mitchie, man. He's scoring geez, Like, every goal that he scores makes me feel good because I, I hope Conte is looking at the TV like, <laughs> I hope he's just looking at it like, ah. Why did I do that? But, you know, Morata scored a goal in his defense. Another hero would be N'Golo Kante, who bossed the new camp. I know we lost 3-0, but he was still the best player on the pitch. So shout out to N'Golo Kante, um, world-class central midfielder. I'm glad everybody's finally getting to realize it. Um, villain. Who would be my villain of the week? There hasn't really been much football, man. I guess just the whole of Watford Football Club. Villain. Watford gets it on this podcast a little bit too much. I'm sorry, but how you let Mo Salah score four goals on you? The one of the one of the goals he scored, he was surrounded by like seven players and had the goalkeeper to beat and still scored. Like y'all gotta fix up, man. Madness. And y'all sacked Marco Silva, like one of the best up and coming managers for what? For who? For what? So yeah, Watford's my villain. Kante and Mitchie, those are my heroes. If you got anything else, man. I would say villain of the of the week. Villain of, of the week are um, people. <laughs> also, the Italy Football Federation. Why aren't you Wait, taking Balotelli? Actually, no, no, bro? no, no, no. Villain of the week is Luigi De Biagio for saying that Balotelli needs to do more than score goals to um, be included in the Italy squad. So, and, that, and hero of the week is is is, is me. Half <laughs> 
what have you done? What have you done this week? You oh, no, no, I've, I've, I've existed. I've breathed. And the fact that I have existed has been heroic. So Yeah, fair enough. Um, it, it beats Carl calling you the villain. So I guess you get a, a moment like a repeat. Carlos, moment. Carlos, Carlos. <laughs> Next week, you guys are going to get coup de tete. The story of Zendadine Zidane in the World Cup. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Please share it uh, when you listen to it. It would mean a lot for you to share it. It's, it's something that we put a lot of time into and it was really... It would mean a lot. So share share the podcast when it comes out next week. This is the Talking Tactics podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.